0: I'm Jack Zemlicka, and welcome to this episode of our 2018 Strip-Till Farmer podcast series. Today's program, part two of assembling and analyzing the essentials of a strip-till system is being brought to you by TopCon Agriculture. If this is your first time tuning in, you can subscribe to this series and get updates on future episodes currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if you prefer another app for listening to podcasts, let us know and we'll look to get it added. Thanks again to TopCon Agriculture for its support of this podcast series. Agronomy matters and TopCon Agriculture application solutions make it work. From planning to precision machine control, NORAC's boom height control, monitoring and mapping to data management, you have the total set of solutions to maximize your agronomic plan. Find out how to make the most of your 4R nutrient stewardship with precision technology that is unmatched in ease of use. Visit them at topconpositioning.com growing solutions. Well, flexibility is a luxury strip tillers often speak of within their system. The ability to adapt row unit setups to suit field conditions and even shift the timing of strip building to accommodate for mother nature's unpredictability can be opportunities rather than obstacles for strip-tillers. The 2018 Strip-Till Operational Practices Benchmark Study highlights the annual variances in weather patterns and individual preferences which can influence how and when strip-tillers build berms. While the average width of about 8.5 inches and depth of tillage about 7 inches has been consistent throughout the history of the study, There are other variances of note. Perhaps the most noteworthy year-over-year came in the percentage of spring strip-tillers, dropping from about 31% in 2016 to a low of about 24% last year. This decline followed two years of growth in spring strip-till, perhaps aided by more conducive conditions in North America during those years. For the third year in a row, the percentage of fall strip-tillers grew, with for the first time more than half of respondents choosing the post-harvest window to build berms. This marks a nearly 7-point increase over 2016 and a 16-point jump over 2015. While the majority prefer fall strip till, only about 14% of respondents said they refresh strips in the spring, although about two-thirds said they sometimes will refresh strips. These totals are consistent with the last three years, but the percentage of farmers refreshing has nearly doubled since 2014. Respondents who strip-till in both spring and fall remain largely unchanged, at about 21%, compared to 22% in 2016, but well below the one-third in 2015. While data revealed a modest shift in spring strip-till timing, there was also change in the size and setup of strip-till rigs farmers are running. While data revealed a modest shift in strip-till timing, there was also change in the size and setup of strip-till rigs farmers are running. Those preferring a shank-style system increased nearly seven points over 2016 to a high of nearly 50% last year. The biggest dip came in strip-tillers running mole knives from 38% in 2016 to a low of 30% in 2017. Also dropping year over year, though less significantly, was coulter setups to a low of 32%. The size of the machines farmers pulled through their fields in 2017 remained relatively unchanged compared to the prior year, with some modest changes in smaller-sized unit usage. The percentage of farmers running 6-row strip-till rigs fell to an all-time low of just 3%. However, those running 8-row rigs increased 8 points to an all-time high of 19% in 2017. Leading the pack for the fifth consecutive year were 12-row rigs at 43%, followed by 16-row machines at 29%. Tractor horsepower used to pull strip-till rigs continued to creep up to an average of 342 horsepower in 2017, well ahead of 2016. It's worth noting that since the first benchmark study analyzing the 2013 cropping year, Strip tillers have increased tractor horsepower needs by more than 60 in just five years. Row unit setups can vary depending on soil types and season, but residue management is a staple for strip tillers. For the second straight year, row cleaners on the planter were the most popular method, with 90% of respondents using them in 2017, up almost four points over 2016. Row cleaners on the strip-till rig was also highly popular, utilized by nearly three-quarters of strip-tillers. Some 32% sized residue with combine attachments, up almost five points over 2016, followed by vertical tillage and a biological application. Having visited with a number of strip-tillers who pride themselves on tweaking, testing, and then tinkering again with their row unit setups, many are comfortable building off a solid from the factory foundation. 2017 again showed significant diversity in brand preferences by respondents, with nearly 20 different manufacturers represented. For the fourth straight year, Kuhn-Krauss proved to be the most popular strip-till rig run by respondents at 27%, a 10 percentage point increase over 2016. Ranking second for the first time was Environmental Tillage Systems, followed by Case IH-DMI, And then rounding out the top five were Dawn Equipment and Orthman. So how did the timing and equipment setups of the highest yielding strip tillers compare to the overall group? Fall was the most popular window for strip building in 2017, with 59% preferring this time period, outpacing the overall group. The same was true for spring strip till, as 28% of the highest yielding strip tillers chose this window of opportunity in 2017 compared to the broader group. Only 16% said they refresh strips in the spring, and another 20% indicated they sometimes do. While the majority of the top-yielding strip tillers utilized the shank system in 2017, the 46% total continued a downward trend from a high of 59% in 2015 and then 52% in 2016. The biggest change came in the number of strip tillers using mole knives, which was down more than 8 points year over year but still ahead of the 31% in 2015 and 32% in 2014. Use of coulter setups saw a modest decline among the top-yielding strip tillers from 30% in 2016 to 28% last year. Residue management practices were largely consistent with the overall group, with 90% using rope cleaners on the planter, followed by 84% who used rope cleaners on their strip-till rig and 43% who sized residue with combine attachments. Some 21% used a vertical tillage tool, and only 3% used a biological application as a residue management technique. Exactly half of the top-yielding strip tillers ran 12-row rigs in 2017, slightly higher than the overall group, and one-quarter ran 16-row machines, lower than the overall group, while only 15% ran 8-row machines, also lower than the overall group. While the continuing trend among strip tillers is to use more tractor horsepower to pull their strip till rigs, it's even more pronounced among the top yielders. This group averaged 393 horsepower ahead of their strip till rigs in 2017, a record high for this group. And brand preference among the top yielding strip tillers largely followed the overall trend in 2017, with about one-third running Kuhn Krauss machines, followed by ETS, Orthman, and Yetter. Overall, 11 different manufacturers were represented among the strip-till brands run by the highest-yielding strip-tillers. We'll get back to the discussion shortly, but I wanted to once again thank our sponsor, Topcon Agriculture, for making this podcast series possible. Agronomy matters, and Topcon Agriculture application solutions make it work. From planning to precision machine control, Norax boom height control, monitoring and mapping, to data management, you have the total set of solutions to maximize your agronomic plan. Find out how to make the most of your 4R nutrient stewardship with precision technology that is unmatched in ease of use. Visit them at topconpositioningcom growing solutions. Let's get back to the program now and hear more analysis from the 5th Annual Strip-Till Farmer Operational Practices Benchmark Study. Well, as farmers dial into determining where and when to push or scale back on seeding rates, strip-tillers have, on average, consistently planted lower populations than no-tillers for both corn and soybeans. 2017 was no different, as results of this year's 5th Annual Strip-Till Operational Practices Benchmark Study continued the trend. Looking at corn seeding populations preferred by strip-tillers, the average has increased slightly, from an average of 33,219 in 2016 to 33,494 last year. The 2017 average is generally consistent with those from 2015 and 2014. However, the 2017 average is about 2,000 seeds per acre higher than that of no-tillers as reported in No-Till Farmers' 10th Annual Operational Benchmark Study, released earlier this year. While strip-tilled corn seeding rates have been stable during the last five years, soybean planting populations have trended downward. Starting at an average of 152,154 seeds per acre in 2013, strip-till soybean rates fell in both 2014 and 2015, before modestly increasing in 2016. Last year, the average dropped by nearly 4,000 seeds per acre to a low of 140,368. This represents a cumulative decrease of nearly 12,000 seeds per acre in the five-year history of the study. This year's total was also about 5,000 seeds per acre lower than the average planted by no-tillers in 2017, according to the No-Till Farmer Benchmark Study. There has been more discussion and interest in narrow row or even 60-inch row strip-till, and there could also be momentum for twin-row strip-till as well. Nearly 7% of benchmark study respondents said they twin-row strip-tilled in 2017 a five-year high. While still a small percentage, it will be worth watching to see if some innovative and modified strip-till methods emerge in the coming years. Of course, cover crops continue to be an essential part of many no-till farmers' operations, and recent years have seen growing interest among strip-tillers, experimenting and incorporating different mixes and seeding methods to achieve desired results. Adoption had been on a steady incline for the past three years, with several varieties gaining popularity. However, there were a few subtle changes in 2017, including, for the first time, a modest decline in cover crop usage among strip-tillers. The percentage fell about 5 points from a high of 61% in 2016 to 56% last year, but this total is still well ahead of those from 2015 and 2014. Comparing the data to the no-till farmer benchmark study, no-tillers using cover crops continued to increase to a high of 82% in 2017 about a six-point bump over 2016. For the fourth year in a row, cereal rye topped the list of the most popular cover crop among strip-tillers, with 63% seeding the species. But the 2017 total represented a seven-point drop compared to 2016, and the lowest percentage since 2014. Interestingly, cereal rye increased in popularity among no-tillers last year, with 73% raising the crop compared to 62% in 2016. The second most popular cover crop among strip-tillers also saw the biggest decline in usage in 2017, with 46% seeding radishes in 2017 compared to 51% in 2016. The biggest gain came in strip-tillers raising annual ryegrass, from 32% in 2016 to 38% last year. However, the total is still below the high of 46% in 2014. Other noteworthy declines included fewer strip-tillers seeding Austrian winter peas to a low of 6% and a 5-point drop in those who raised rapeseed to 23% in 2017. A new species added to the list this year included Triticale, which 12% of strip-tillers seeded last year. In last year's benchmark study, strip-tillers using cover crops were asked for the first time to select their method of seeding, and the majority preferred drilling them in. The same was true in this year's analysis, with 44% saying they drilled in their covers in 2017. Use of a drill was also the most popular method for seeding cover crops by no-tillers last year, 53% according to the 10th Annual No-Till Farmer Operational Benchmark Study. The second most popular seeding method among strip tillers was aerial at 24%, largely consistent with 2016, followed by spreading seeds at 18%, down about five points year over year. Increasing in popularity was interseeding, high boy application, and use of a planter. New option added this year was seeding with a strip till bar, and nearly 5% chose this method in 2017. There were some dramatic differences in seeding and cover crop strategies between the top yielding strip tillers and the overall group in 2017. The top 10% were far more aggressive with both their corn and soybean seeding rates, averaging 37,632 seeds per acre for corn, about 5,000 seeds per acre more than the overall group, and 144,300 seeds per acre for soybeans about 4,000 seeds per acre higher than the larger group. Some 9% of the top-yielding strip-tillers utilized a twin-row system in 2017, slightly ahead of the overall group. The cover crops were part of nearly two-thirds of the top strip-tillers' operations in 2017, about five points below this group's 2016 total, and fewer top strip-tillers drilled in their cover crops, dropping from 60% in 2016 to 57% last year, but this still remained the most popular seeding method. Cereal rye proved to be the most popular species seeded by top-yielding strip tillers at 57%, followed by ryegrass, radishes, oats, and winter wheat. Well, again, we'd like to thank and recognize our sponsor, TopCon Agriculture, for helping make this Strip-Till Farmer podcast series possible. And I certainly look forward to your feedback on today's program, so feel free to drop me an email at jzenlicka at lessitermedia.com or give me a call at 262-777-2441. You can also keep up on the latest strip-till practices impacting your farm today by registering online at StripTillFarmer.com for our free StripTill Strategies daily e-newsletter. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at StripTillFARMR and on our StripTill Farmer Facebook page. Well, I hope that you'll join us again on September 7th for the next episode in our 2018 podcast series. And a reminder that you can still register to receive our StripTill Farmer print publication at StripTillFarmer.com. For TopCon Agriculture and our entire staff here at Strip-Till Farmer, I'm Jack Zemlicka. Thanks for listening.